Welcome to the Haley Hennessy podcast, hosted by me, Haley Hennessy. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into topics that will empower you to discover new ways to make life juicier, more vibrant, and inspiring. Let's get started. It is time to talk about forest bathing. Is this something that you've ever heard of or come across? For me, it wasn't anything that I was aware of until about 2018. That's when it came into my world, into my reality. And it really changed the way I experienced the natural world. It's changed my lens of how I view being outside and even just how I view interacting with anything nature. So houseplants, pets, food even. It's just given me a permission slip to jump back in to the curiosity I had when I was a child. That's why I think it is so important to share it with you because if you can even get a little taste of what I'm trying to describe right now, I think the world will be a better place. And I just want to, before we really dive in, I want to welcome any new listeners. After my interview with Eric, I noticed that we went to a a much more (laughs) male listenership. And so I want to say thank you for listening and coming and paying attention to this podcast. And I want you to know that even though there are a few episodes that may seem more geared towards the female audience. Whenever I create them, even if the title is kind of more female-oriented, I just want you to know that whenever I create these episodes and the part here where I'm talking and describing and getting into more detail, I always dig into all the ways of visiting a topic. And so I have specifically the one that's coming to mind. I have an episode about women's circles. But if you are a male, you will also benefit from that episode as well because I talk about men's circles within it or I I describe circling and give you an idea of how the topic can relate to you. And so moving forward as I explore other various topics that might lean one way or another, just know that I will do my best to describe a topic with the intention of sharing it to everyone in my audience, no matter who you are, your background, all of that. So thank you for being here. And also for those of you who have been listening for a while now or have really dove in recently and been going back and listening to older episodes, I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for showing up and yeah, having having that interest in these topics because they are so important to me and I think uh, they can be so important to all of you too, as long as it's on your radar and by listening to these episodes, it certainly shows up on your radar, doesn't it? (laughs) Let's dive into forest bathing. This was also something that Eric and I talked about briefly in our episode together. And I wanted to elaborate a little bit more on it because at face value, it seems like you're taking a bath in the forest, which sounds really lovely and could be technically forest bathing, but is not necessarily what 
the term forest bathing refers to. If someone just thinks, yeah, I'll, I'll never bathe in the forest for whatever reason, they might not dig much deeper into the topic, but we're going to do that today. So you can decide for yourself if you'd like to bring forest bathing into your life. So forest bathing originated in the country of Japan and came about in the 1980s and really started to take off later on in the 90s. And it came about because there were so many people who were in the tech industry, who were living in big cities and working really hard, really long hours, and were becoming so burnt out and were not doing as well in their career paths. And they were finding that these people were not spending much time at all in nature. And they wanted to help people reconnect and rebuild that relationship with nature, even within the city. So not necessarily having to take a whole vacation and to hop on a train and leave the city. They wanted them to be able to connect to nature and to refresh themselves in nature by simply going to a local park or a nearby forest. So I looked up the term used for forest bathing in Japanese and it looks like I'm not, you know, the best at speaking Japanese, but it looks like it is pronounced shinrin yoku, which is a form of ecotherapy. So even though Japan came up with this term and started using it in the 90s, we all can relate and our ancestors can relate to the soothing and calming effect that nature can have on us. And today it's easy to see and witness people using nature for vacations and for outdoor experiences, obviously. But, you know, national parks are really big right now, traveling places to hike or to ski or to run or bike are really popular because people know and love nature. But those experiences can be really big or can be really all-encompassing and they're not necessarily meant to relax you or to cultivate that relationship. They're simply there because it's fun and it's interesting and it's beautiful and we like to be in nature. So why not combine time off with nature? People love that. I love that. Most people enjoy that. But forest bathing itself is more subdued, is more gentle and quiet and can be involved in someone's national park vacation, but can also not be involved. And this is kind of what Eric and I tapped into is that sometimes you can do these things and go to these beautiful natural places and have a great time, but then come back and be like, wait, did that even happen? Like it just felt like it shot by and I remember it being fun, but I don't remember as much or connecting as deeply as I would have liked to. Forest bathing is really just connecting your whole body, all of your senses to the natural world around you. And the best way to do it is to be in a forest, to be in a, in a space that is fully natural and is removed from the sounds of the city or the town you're near and a space where you can feel more private or feel that you're not necessarily like in the middle of a hiking path or trail so that you can really tap into the moment and tap into your presence. 
The first time that I ever did this was actually at a Woodstock Fruit Festival, and it was something that anybody could participate in if they wanted to, and we simply walked into the forest, really not too far, but out of the view and earshot of other people who weren't participating. And what we did was we sat down on the forest floor or on a log or whatever you wanted to sit on. And then we did a five senses meditation. And so this is just going through the senses and tapping into each one and what you notice around you. So what does the ground feel like? How does the earth feel underneath you? How does the air smell? What sense are you picking up in the forest that you're sitting in? What can you hear? Are there animals running around? Is the wind blowing the leaves? What sounds can you pick up on? What can you see that's close to you? What's going on under the leaves? What's going on around the area that you're sitting in? Maybe look up at the the limbs and the trees or look further out into the forest. And then if there is something to taste nearby, maybe a wild edible, (laughs) that's something that you can tap into. But often it's not necessarily one of the main senses that you're using in forest bathing. And then as you're focusing on all these different senses and really noticing what's surrounding you, another thing that we did that I still do whenever I go in forest bathe myself is to notice what's nearby, what's close, what can you hear, see, touch that's right around you where you're sitting and then maybe go a little further out, maybe 10 feet out, then go maybe 30 feet out, and then as far as the boundary of the forest is that you can notice, and then come back in and just noticing all the layers of nature that's around you. So when I first experienced this, I was guided, but now whenever I do it, I'm usually alone or even with another group of people, but I kind of hang back and you can do this walking as well if you are on a hike or if you're not able to sit down or stay still in in an area, you know, sometimes there are bugs, sometimes there's things that are (laughs) frustrating or annoying. And so you don't want to stay still. Uh, I do recommend staying still when you can, but it's not always possible. And so now I, I use both of these techniques in so many scenarios. I use it when I work in my garden or if I'm in my backyard. I use it if I'm visiting someone else's yard or garden. I use it whenever I'm on a run, even in a neighborhood or on a sidewalk, but just slowing down and tapping into really noticing what's around you. I remember when I was a child, I loved to just zoom in on things and really notice what was going on in a teeny tiny environment that was right before me. So I experienced this on tree bark. I like to get really up close to a tree and just see what was on the tree, the lichen, all the different colors, the little bugs or spiders that were on the tree. I also like to do this just in the grass, like belly down on the grass and looking into the dirt under the grass or looking in between the the grass blades and just seeing what was happening down there, hearing what it would sound like if I set my head on its side on the grass. And so now as an adult, I look back on these memories and really enjoyed them. But there definitely was a time as I grew up that, you know, life got 
faster. We needed to get things done quicker. We couldn't linger on things because we needed to move to the next task. And so there was this sense of urgency underlying within my life at all times. And I became more and more disconnected from those those little things that I noticed within the natural world. And so after I learned about forest bathing and experienced it for myself, I gave myself permission to when the time was appropriate to practice this forest bathing in these day-to-day type moments. Something else that I also mentioned in the episode with Eric is that I have lots of nieces and nephews, and whenever they come to visit, I will take them out on a nature walk. And I, ever since the very first time I did this with them, I used forest bathing as my guide. So like I said, you don't need a whole lot in order to forest bathe. Of course, it feels amazing if you can forest bathe in the middle of a forest, But if you just have a backyard or a park or a little garden, you can do it there too. And so you zoom in really, really close. So your attention is really, really focused. And you don't have to go far to find nature. Like I said, you can look into the grass. You can look into the bark of a tree and just see what's going on in those teeny tiny worlds. And so sometimes when I take my nieces and nephews on a nature walk, we don't go that far because we don't have to. We can look into the compost pile. We can look into the grass in the yard and find different flowers and different leaves and different things that are growing. We can look up at the sky and see the birds and watch the clouds. We can sit and listen and hear all the different animals and all of the different sounds that the wind is making or that the branches and the trees create. And really just taking the time to be present, to focus and put your attention onto nature, and then to take time to notice and then reflect is really the magic recipe to be in the present moment, to remember these experiences, to reignite that connection with the wild world, with your wild self, with your curiosity and the creative side of who you are. Because in order for us to rewild ourselves, we need to reel it in and pay attention to nature because when we pay attention we develop that relationship and then we foster so much more respect and love and compassion for her and if we do this with others we help them with that as well taking my little nieces and nephews on nature walks is fostering this within them too. We need to raise that next generation with the love and with the heart for our natural world, for Mother Earth. We are the stewards for the planet. And no one is forcing us to care. No one is forcing us to take care of this planet other than maybe some generic laws of not littering and stuff like that. But those aren't enough. Those aren't building respect. Those aren't building that need for safety and protection that the earth must have in order to stay wild. So go ahead and give forest bathing a try. Give yourself that permission to just allow yourself to not have a goal, not have a plan when you go out hiking or on a walk. Just meander around. Pay attention. 
Notice the flowers, notice the trees and the animals, notice the smells, notice the sounds, what's there, what's around you. Instead of screaming or shrieking because a bug lands on you or a spider crawls across your shoe or something like that, just stop, take a breath and then notice what is that spider doing? What is that bug doing? Are they on a mission? Are they looking to get back home? What color are they? What else can you notice? Because nature isn't dead. It's not, trees aren't just pieces of wood. They are alive. They are living. And everything that is alive and living has an energy. Those that have energy need to be respected. We are all equal, but we as humans are the protectors. We have legs and arms. We have voices. We have thoughts. And we can use all of that to share, protect, love, and serve the natural world. And so I would love to hear how you plan to forest bathe or add forest bathing into your life, into your existence. And if you want to share that with me, you can hop on over to speakpipe.com forward slash Haley Hennessy. And leave me a little message about how you used forest bathing or how you plan to add it into your life. And if you have an idea of a topic that you would like for me to rewild (laughs) or to share about rewilding, then also leave me a speak pipe voicemail about that. So then I can hear it and share it and create an episode just for you, just for that topic, because I would love to do that. So if you want uh, easy access to that link, you can check out the show notes or the show description of this episode and the link will be right there for you. Also, I will link to the episode with Eric if you haven't listened to it already. I highly recommend that. It's such an amazing conversation and Eric is just an amazing person and I want everyone to get to know him and to check out his videos on YouTube about the earth and the amazing messages he has to share about creating that relationship with the planet. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I will talk to you in the next one. 